Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, assistant editor at Betches Media. I'm Sarah Levine, editor-in-chief at Betches.com. And I'm Gilana Jaffe. I'm the Consumer Insights Manager at Betches. Welcome to the podcast, Gilana. It's your first time. I know. So um, you crunch all the numbers here, and I've been told that this episode is already our best performing podcast episode ever. <laughs> oh, it is off the charts. <laughs> Literally. Millions of downloads. Millions wow, so of millions. weird. <laughs> What can I say? We are uh, a winning team, clearly. <laughs> um, so if you are new to the show, this is our At Betches podcast. It used to be Betch Lapped. We did a little rebrand this year. Every week we go through the biggest stories in pop culture, some stuff that might be going on around the office. Um, it's just a big old uh, At Betches fun time. <laughs> yes, we're going to change the name of the podcast to that now. <laughs> <laughs> big old Betches fun, fun time, time coming February 2020. Um <laughs> That is going to be a winner. Okay, so today on the show, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. First of all, we are going to talk about the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and eight others in a helicopter crash this weekend. I know that was like a really, really tough thing to work through and um, just a really, really crazy thing that happened. So we are going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to talk about the Grammys that happened this weekend a little bit. Um, we've got an update on Jade Tolbert's DraftKings prize, lack thereof. Oops. Um, and then we're going to talk about The Circle on yes! Netflix a little bit, which I know Sarah is raring to go yeah, to talk about The Circle. Yeah, literally. Can't wait. Let's skip to that. <laughs> um, and then, Sarah, what do we have going on at the end of the show? All right. Well, later in the episode, I'm going to be interviewing Neve and Cammy, the hosts of the new season of MTV's Catfish. Neve, you guys already know, but Cammy's a new one. She's really cool stay tuned for that um we're also launching some new newsletters so if you want to get like all your news for a specific topic in one place sign up the best one right now is the bachelor newsletter it's going great it's all your bachelor content that you could ever want so go to betches.co slash bachelor breakdown it's b-e-t-c-h-e-l-o-r breakdown um, so sign up for there if you want like your regular pop culture stuff kind of like what we're talking about right now sign up for the Betches newsletter at Betches.co slash Betches newsletter real inventive um, and of course the SUP if you need political news explained to you in a funny way then go to Betches.co slash SUP newsletter and sign up now um, what else happened? We had the Not Another True Crime podcast first live show on Yay. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan has no voice. I know. I feel like I don't either, but I'm not sure. I'm on but the mend. Yeah, but it went really well. It was super fun. So if you are listening to this and you came out, thank you so much. If you took Pinot Grigio shots, thank you. We emptied the bar of all their Pinot Grigio. I was so impressed when I heard about that because <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm no like bartender. I don't do math. I don't know how many like bottles of Pinot Grigio they have. But Me either. It's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't know why that became like the thing of our podcast was, was Pinot Grigio shots. Um, but since then, it just kind of took on a life of its own. Was so, the Pinot Grigio consumed exclusively in shot form? Some people ordered glasses <laughs> and Casey bought a bottle so that she could like <laughs> dole right. out shots to everyone in plastic shot glasses that she brought. 
<laughs> that's that is commitment. Commission. Yeah, because we didn't want to make the bartenders wash a million shot glasses. We're like, that's going to be really douchey and they're going to hate us forever. That's so considerate of you. Considering <laughs> that you spent an hour talking about murder. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> but we wouldn't want to make wash do. the shot glasses. Yep, the least we could do. <laughs> okay, so like I said, we do need to talk about the tragic accident that claimed the lives of Kobe Bryant and eight others. Um, the other victims were Kobe's daughter, Gianna Bryant, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zobian, and Christina Mauser. Obviously, just a terrible thing that happened. Um, Gilana, I know you're from Los Angeles, big basketball fan. Yes. Um, what was what was it like for you on Sunday hearing about it? Um, I had an old coworker text me and say, like, did you hear the news? Do you know what happened? And it was pretty early on. I think it was around like two or three. I don't think anything had been confirmed just yet. And I immediately sat down on my couch and started scrolling through Twitter and ESPN to see if like, the news, anything to see if yeah. anything was updated and confirmed. And I was just like a super of shock for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a wild ride. I literally just happened to be, I was at a cornhole game. Don't judge. (laughs) (laughs) And I happened to be on Twitter and saw some girl retweet the TMZ thing and just wrote, what the fuck? And I was like, wait, what the fuck? This was like really, like right around two. And I go to TMZ and I'm like, what's going on? And then I feel like there was this weird, like this weird denial effect where everyone's like, no, TMZ was hacked. Like this has got to be fake. Yeah. And then, it was really does, bleak. Does TMZ get hacked? Like I That's a thing. I feel like people are like, oh no, it's TMZ. I'm like, yeah, exactly. TMZ is never wrong about this shit, really. So like once TMZ is reporting on it, I'm like, this is probably unfortunately true. I feel T- like it's very much the kind of situation where it's like you hope and pray that it's like the one yeah. percent that they're For getting sure. it wrong. Yeah. yeah. TMZ are assholes, but they're they're rarely they're incorrect. Usually right. Yeah. I yeah. mean they'll be wrong about like inconsequential stuff, I feel right, like. Right, but right. they're not I, For they, something I don't this think big. they've ever reported on like a divorce or a death or something like that that's been completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I don't know. I was out I was just like walking around in the city because the weather was really nice and I saw someone post on Instagram like something about Kobe and I googled his name and it was crazy because just on Saturday night LeBron James passed him in the all-time scoring records and so I just saw that article it was before like the news like updates had been put on and so I was like reading that I'm like oh that's cool like LeBron said nice things about Kobe and then like five minutes later I'm like oh fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah. I watched that game I remember like that was the first thing that I thought was that of the, the one you were day? at no oh <laughs> it was in Philadelphia my mom actually texted me was like oh you're watching at home I thought you would have gone to Philly and I was like that would have been too much so, <laughs> yeah. so nothing Gila- is worth going to Philly for I'm sorry Gilana's like who went to an actual basketball fan like not just like <laughs> I like the Lakers <laughs> yeah no, true basketball fan I gotta ask this um like on a scale like how how like upset were you like I literally had someone cancel plans on me and I was like, I kind of get it. But also I'm like, I don't feel that attached to celebrities that I think I would feel it on a personal level. I think when I first heard it, I felt like sort of the same shock and like sadness that you would feel when you hear any sort of like great tragedy that happens. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately mm-hmm. happens all too often. But I think that it only really started to hit me when I started looking at like the players tributes and the different people like I, yeah. I turned on like 
the Pro Bowl to watch the coverage that was intermittent. I didn't really know like where to find the news, I guess. Yeah. And that was where like it really started to hit me because I think that this is somebody that like obviously his impact spread much wider than basketball. But when you hear people who know him personally talk about him and talk about his daughter and like mm-hmm. I that was just like really. Yeah. Has there had there been a celebrity death for you guys that like you still haven't gotten over? I was talking about this with my friends. For me, it's Robin Williams. I'm like, oh, how is he not? I just like I almost forget. I'm in this like weird denial space that he's not still out here like doing movies and stuff. Um, Whitney Houston was a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say that it's like I'm not over it, but like that's one that I still think about, and I'm like, damn, that makes me really sad. Yeah. Um, dark notes but <laughs> yeah it's it is interesting when stuff like this happens and not just like celebrities um dying but like any kind of tragic news like that it's interesting you never really know kind of like which one is gonna hit you harder than the other because you know i mean yeah like like you were saying like crazy stuff happens all the time and we're kind of desensitized to it but for for whatever reason this one really i think everyone kind of like felt it yeah in a deep way and i think partially because it was you know, so surprising. He's somebody who is, I mean, he wasn't old. Like he, you know, just retired a few years ago, obviously still had like so many years left of his career outside of playing basketball. Um, I also think, especially when you're talking about athletes, like first of all, like everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is. Like I was obviously even sad and like shocked when the news first came out, but especially with athletes, you think of them as these like larger than life people. They're like almost superhuman in the way that we revere them. And also just the fact that they're like supremely physically capable. (laughs) So you don't think that like someone like that could die in this like horrible, tragic accident. And I think that also factors in. Yeah. I read an article. I can't remember who wrote it, but somebody said something about like, it's ironic that somebody who like was able to elevate himself in his game and always sort of like jumping that he would be the one to fall out of the sky. Ugh. Mm. I need everyone to stop taking helicopters but I'm like oh god that's terrible irony yeah I need everyone to stop taking helicopters it's yeah it's yeah uber helicopter don't do it yeah why is it that uber doesn't have like an uber pool option for people who are all going to the same airport but they have (laughs) a copter option nobody asked for this I really don't understand nobody needs a blade to JFK yeah (laughs) <laughs> my friend was actually talking about taking one yesterday she was like maybe it's like it could be 150 dollars, and your cab could be that much and i was like i hope i don't know where you're coming from but like <laughs> unless you're coming from new jersey your cab is not costing that much also like not to be that person but we live in new york and public transportation is probably the most reliable situation that you can have to get to the airport i don't like- uh, reliable <laughs> yeah, yeah i know what you mean though <laughs> cheapest option I, yeah, i'll take no- it back yeah <laughs> A swipe of the Metro card is definitely cheaper than my Uber to LaGuardia, but I choose the Uber every single time. (laughs) I guess as someone who doesn't fly out of LaGuardia, I I don't really understand. Can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) And now this podcast is deeply unrelatable to anyone who doesn't live in New York City. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, no, I think the it was crazy because we had already planned to watch the Grammys and cover the Grammys on Sunday night. And so then like... Honestly, it so like once I heard the initial news about Kobe, obviously there was that like that time period where it was just, you know, thinking about that and how terrible it is and how sad it is. And then I like I realized that the Grammys are at 
the Staples Center, mm-hmm. which is where Kobe played for his entire yeah. career. And I'm like, oh, I think shit. you even said in our group chat, yeah. you're like, they're playing in his house. And then Alicia Keys said it, too. And I was like, wow, yeah, Dylan. it's just like. But yeah, it was just an of extra. all the of all the things for it to be like an event in L.A. And like Kobe was active in the entertainment industry. So like so many of those people not only, you know, watched him play basketball, but were friends with him or had I mean, professional he won an connections. Oscar, so. I know. He did, yeah, yeah. He did a he did a short a couple of years ago called Dear Basketball. Wow, and it won an Oscar. Amazing. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure there will be a tribute there as well. But um, yeah, good point. Watching the the like E red carpet show for the Grammys was like it was kind of like an out of body experience Mm -hmm. because the whole time I just felt like I was like. I was just like nervous the whole time because I was yep. like, oh God, like who's going to say what? Like, how do you, how do you do it? And like a lot of it was pretty normal. Like they weren't asking every single person about Kobe or anything, but there were just like certain moments where it's like, oh, this feels so gross. <laughs> like, Yeah. Didn't you say, I mean, at one point they were just kind of reading like a live feed of tweet reactions, you said. Yeah. So like on E! News, it's funny because they have, um they have like Ryan and Juliana who are like doing the interviews and then they have their like B team that's like back in the studio somewhere. <laughs> the JB team. And they're like, they're normally they would be like, Oh my God, guys, can you believe how amazing everyone looks on the red carpet at the Grammys? But like, because they were in panic mode, they had made those people be like the Kobe reporters. Oh boy. And so it'd be like, you know, Juliana's like, like, thanks, uh, Ariana Grande. You look amazing. Have fun. And then now back to them. And they're like, yes. Yeah, so we have more tweets pouring in from celebrities. And it was like, you know, some of the messages they were reading were really nice. But it was it was kind of like, this isn't the like why. An inappropriate juxtaposition. It's awkward. Yeah. All, it was awkward all around. I feel like on the one hand, they did. There were a lot of tributes to him during the Grammys, yeah. which I thought was great. But the overall mood was just weird because it's supposed to be the celebratory event, but nobody felt like celebrating. Like, right. It was weird all around. Yeah. And all, I mean, the Grammys are kind of a weird. I always have like mixed feelings about them because like on paper, it seems like they should always be the most exciting of the big awards shows. It's, it's music. Like, it's music. You have yeah. all these amazing performers. They're performing. But for some reason, it always falls a little f- flat to me. I think it's almost like they throw too many things at the wall. To and see then, what sticks. <laughs> and then like nobody actually cares about the music or about the awards. Because like when you watch the Golden Globes or something like the reason you want to watch is the awards like it's exciting yeah, to see yeah. who wins the awards and at the grammys it's kind of like oh um okay so we did four performances so now we'll do um best country duo yay listen we all know that scratchy pjs can make a cranky kid i want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning and that's why i snuggle them up in little sleepies little sleepies makes award-winning bamboo pjs that moms rave about I am said mom. I am obsessed with little sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepies Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. 
And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. I also feel like, at least for me, and like Dylan, you probably feel the same way because we watch year after year and cover it. Like, yes. Yeah, we're like, oh, kill me. I've been through a war. Um, <laughs> but... To me, I think the Grammys have kind of lost all respect. Like, people who know shit about music are basically like, these awards are meaningless. You have these out-of-touch, random-ass white people who are rigging this entire thing like that came out earlier, like yeah. 10 days before that they had just rigged the voting process. So it's like, there's not even that buildup anymore. It's like, we don't even care who wins the awards because you know it doesn't really mean anything and it's not reflective. Yeah. I. I That's my personal feeling anyway. Also, they put like all the most important awards. I mean, every award show does this to the end of the night, but it's sort of like to a point that I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I turned off my TV before I we got to the end. I watched until 11 and yeah. I was like, that's fucking enough. Too like much. this shit was I was still like Twitter scrolling in bed close to midnight yeah. and they were just announcing the winners of the big four awards. And I was like, this is ridiculous. It doesn't need to be four hours. You yeah. could make it one and a half if you really tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's like. I felt like it was like 30 minutes of the show before they even did an award. And then when they did, it was like, you know, y yeah, like they, they need to balance it a little more because it's it's also the way they the way they hype everything up on TV is so funny because in real life you have like Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes and every single person I've ever spoken to in real life is fucking sick of them yeah. and thinks they're ridiculous and a fake couple and whatnot. Yeah. And then you turn on the TV and I don't know who's getting paid what money, <laughs> but first of all, you have the red carpet show where they're like, will we see Sean and Camila together? Oh my God, the perfect couple. Will we see PDA on the red carpet? And they're acting like it's like Barack and Michelle Obama, everyone's favorite couple. And then the show comes on and they're like, you guys, we're only 12 minutes away from Camila Cabello's performance. And it's like, nobody cares. I'm not tuned in for that. I, I wanted to see Lizzo. I My live stream didn't get set up in time, so I'm bummed. <laughs> I wanted to see Ariana Grande. And like, that's it. I'm not going to lie, though. I loved it. I cried. It really? was so beautiful and emotional. She sang it to she sang the song about yeah, like loving her dad, her dad to, to her, her dad. dad. First man, it was yeah. just like. See, I actually thought it was really hilarious because they were being deliberately ambiguous when they were teasing the performance about whether she was going to be singing to Sean. <laughs> I know. They were, like, they were like, Camila Cabello sings to the first man she's ever loved. Like, will we see them together on stage? And it's like, you think she's going to be like horny for Sean? Yeah, that's a weird ass <laughs> And twist. then it's like, nope, it's uh, my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't need to pr promote it that way. <laughs> How um, many father-daughter dances do you think are going to be to that now? Oh my God. Ugh, I am, you're right. I'm low-key ashamed <laughs> to say that I actually kind of really like Camila Cabello's new album. Um, what can I say? I... I uh, I like the, the art, not the artist. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fair. I'm actually surprised that they really celebrated her in this way, given that, like, what, a week ago, all of her racist tweets came out? Oh, yeah. She had, I um... Didn't. What happened? Oh, my God. She had some, She had a um, Tumblr th that she stupidly <laughs> never deleted. Oh, no, no, no. And it no. was literally just, like, it, w it wasn't, um... 
it wasn't I don't know it was just like full on racist stuff like yeah I can't even describe to you because it was literally just like picture something that's a blatantly racist statement and that was what she would be posting and she was like she was like a teenager I think and it was just the kind of thing where it's like but these people it's like okay listen we're all young none of us I mean we were teenagers a long time ago but I don't she wasn't a teenager that long ago right right so it's like it's uh, just like I she has so many publicists and agents and managers and it's like delete the tumblr i know it's like the vanderbump rules people i'm like you honestly didn't go back through your own tweets i know and at that point it's like just delete your twitter just yeah, make it just, just start delete over. your account i did that i i do i i was very into twitter in high school <laughs> i would tweet like 50 times a day oh sometimes like was, what like uh lunges pizza again <laughs> yeah no like literally i would tweet i would like live tweet my life um and i think i had like fifteen thousand tweets or something ridiculous and like freshman year of college i deleted my whole twitter because i was like I don't know what I said. I mean, like, trust me, I was not out there using, like, Vanderpump Rules racist language right. for sure. But it's just the kind of thing where it's like, there's 15,000 tweets. I don't want to be, like, you know. I, so I just deleted it and started also, over. Also, everything, That's like, like, can be taken you. out of context as well. Like, you don't know what can be misconstrued. Yeah. I actually, I did go through back through my old Twitter, too, that I started in college, which, like, again, I used to just tweet random observations. But then I would... I was just looking through and I was like, I got to delete this shit because it was all just really bad dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love that. <laughs> I know. But I was like, this is embarrassing. I don't want anyone to find this. Delete. <laughs> I think I have maybe like 20 tweets on my Twitter. There you go. And they are divided into like three about The Bachelor, three about sports and maybe retweets to try and win and tickets yeah, to the Mormon. You know, what? Yes. I'm, sure zero, I'm sure zero of them are problematic. So yeah. that's oh, what that's what counts. Care. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember in, on a related note, when I was a freshman in college, it was like the biggest trend was to like backstock your new friends oh, on yeah. Facebook and like oh, comment on their old embarrassing statuses My and pictures. My friends are still doing that shit. I'm like, you're all blocked. <laughs> and so I had like one class freshman year of college that was um, not that stimulating. And so I would literally just <laughs> sit there on my computer for the entire 50 minutes and just go back and delete old Facebook statuses. <laughs> Honestly, it's not the pictures. It's the statuses. It's, the it's statuses. like, why did I write that I shit? Have, it's like, I have no clue what the fuck I was talking about. The pictures are bad too. Like, no. Oh God, I couldn't even start doing makeup until last year. Let's be real. In 2009, (laughs) um, I tweeted or I made Facebook statuses several times per each new episode of Glee. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like it would be like, it would be like Glee tonight. Can't wait. Glee starts in an hour. (laughs) OMG. Glee is starting right now. Oh my God. (laughs) And then there would be ones like 30 minutes later. That's like, ugh, Quinn Fabre is such a skank. Mine were significantly more moody. They were just like, history homework. I can't even deal with this right now. What is my life? I'm so upset. And I was just like, why? Why was I so upset about that? It was fine. If you didn't make statuses about homework, then you're probably too young to listen to this podcast. (laughs) I can't believe that. Um, My personal favorite moment of the Grammys um, was probably Demi Lovato's performance. Yeah. I'm a big fan of hers and to see her back after like a year and a half after her overdose and like near death experience. It was just like, oh, it was very inspirational to me. Yeah. And at first I thought her sound fucked up and that was why she had to restart. And I was like, oh, my God, no, it was because she was too emotional. Like, yeah. And that song was really just it was such a 
like raw emotional song it was pretty yeah. much like a diary entry it was yeah. hard not to get emotional she, well, she wrote it four days before I her know. overdose which like clearly shows you what kind of place of yeah. pain that she was in right it's crazy she's doing the national anthem at the super bowl this weekend and it's like she signed Ooh. with Scooter Braun and he got her those gigs. Come on. Yes, like, she's on the upswing. <laughs> you love to see it. I know. Um, any other any other Grammys moments my, that you guys want to talk about? I think my favorite um, outfit moment was Alicia Keys wearing a crop t-shirt and jeans to the, at, in, in, in her my performance. <laughs> was, was, that, my wait, was favorite. that the pink? No, I loved the pink crop top that she wore when she was like walking in the audience no the, it like, was later jacket. on when she performed i actually really like her new song underdog but i didn't it, listen to it so she performed it a little bit later in the show oh, and that's after, <laughs> <laughs> it's after my bedtime I so she was, she was wearing like sort of sequindy flare jeans and like a white crop t-shirt and i was like this is the look that that's a good i look. want in my life always i loved when she went through the crowd and was like trying to introduce random celebrities oh, yeah. like these bitches aren't all on raya or have publicists <laughs> to do that for them <laughs> yeah she's like um she's like keith urban have you said hi to um to uh whoever this person is and it's like no <laughs> yeah it's no, like, they haven't said hi right if they wanted to they would make it happen they don't need you as a my, conduit <laughs> my favorite part of that introduction was when she was like oh yeah uh, like people that you don't even know and then she turns to like the two people that she obviously knows because she was a coach on the voice with them like Blake and Gwen <laughs> oh and my I was God. just like uh huh yeah okay that's so funny yeah Blake, I- Blake and Gwen make me upset like I just never want to see them or hear about them like oh I, I had a true moment where I thought he was going to propose at their song that they were singing about their Stop. love for one another forever and then that would have been too much I love like yeah. when they perform together and he's wearing like the the most plain outfit and she comes out wearing like her like Candyland princess dress with like a literal crown on her head yeah and it's like their energy is like so odd together but at the same time like I can't imagine a more perfect couple I know what it you just mean. works yeah I have no thoughts on them. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about Billie Eilish winning all the awards? So someone asked me this and actually I'm not, I'm like pretty indifferent. I'm like good for her. Like she deserves it. I feel like the, the Grammys could have done something a little more out of the box. Lizzo deserved at least one of those, mm-hmm. but at least they didn't do their typical Grammy shit of like, Oh, who's this old guy from 75 years ago? Let's <laughs> give him the awards. Yeah. Yeah, I I appreciated that they at least are like embracing what's like happening in music right mm-hmm, now. Right, it's like all right, we got younger people, we got women, we need some people of color in here. That's clearly not on the Grammys radar. <laughs> I thought it was kind of wild that that for the nominees of Song of the Year, there was only one man. Woo! Oh really? Yeah. I didn't think about that. What, Lewis, Lewis Capaldi. Some, yeah. First of all, who is he? I kept seeing I in the promos. Song. I'm like. Who is this like Ed Sheeran knockoff? Yes, I got to him Wait, now. did you see the video though? Somebody asked him in an interview. They were like, "What does it feel like to be nominated for a Grammy?" And he's like, "Well, it's like that feeling when you're laying down in bed and you eat a whole chicken pan." <laughs> I saw that. And, <laughs> and you're him. just com- you're just happy. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I love that. So <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give him a listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone you loved is like. His voice does not match up with his image. Not at all. But yeah. I mean, like, Ed Sheeran also. Yep. I think that that's a, a very similar I guess, comparison. Yeah, I don't know. It um, doesn't work in America, but it works in other uh-huh. countries. It only works if you have an accent. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Billie Eilish, I, the only song of hers that I'd actually heard was Bad Guy. And oh, really? So when she was nominated, I was just like, she doesn't, she doesn't, does she sing? And then in her performance, I was like, holy shit, this her, girl is amazing. Her mm-hmm. album is really good. It was yep. it was one of my favorites of last year, so I was not upset. I will say after she won all her Grammys, I was like, 
oh, she's going on tour this spring. Like, that would be fun. And so I go on StubHub. Oh, no. The tickets are like fucking $400. (laughs) So I'm like, nobody Billie Eilish's age can afford to go to this concert. It's literally all just people whose parents, like, took the friend group to the concert and are going to buy them all the t-shirts. And I'm like, me, a humble 24-year-old, like, humble. I just want to buy a ticket. humble 24-year-old with an income. <laughs> like, I've been priced out of a Billie Eilish Literally concert. Literally <laughs> um, Yeah, it's not in the cards for me, sadly, but no. I'm sure it'll be a fun time had by all the 15-year-old girls. Who, like, mm-hmm. can't even appreciate what's going on. I'm like, what do you guys know from like emotional turbulence? You're 15. Come on. It is funny because like when when we were younger, I feel like the concerts that everyone was going to were like the Jonas Brothers, Hannah yep. Montana, like Taylor Swift a little bit. And it's like those were just supposed to be fun. I know kids. I know this sounds like really ridiculous, but I feel like kids these days are like so fucked up. Like all the music is so emotional and emo. And like our emo shit was like Panic at the Disco, which was like. Not really emo. And I'm like, do not forget boy. about Simple Plan. Okay, if yeah. you didn't sit oh. and scream and cry in your room <laughs> to Simple Plan, yeah, you never had an emotional like, moment as a child. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like the Gen Z music is like, oh shit, like this is really dark. If you listen to the lyrics, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> they're just like they they have too much access to like content. Right. Like when we were kids, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I like the Disney Channel. Yeah. I'm like, start dating in New York and then talk to me about depression. <laughs> Billie Eilish is, she literally has like never dated anyone. She's like, she said that she's never like drank or done drugs at all, which like, good. That's, Honestly, that's good. But, go, please don't start. <laughs> but it's just like, if this is like her headspace, like right now as like a teenager who like is making music no, in her bedroom with her brother. Right. right. It's like, damn, um, put her in some bubble wrap because I'm a little nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> I will say on the one hand, though, like when you are a teenager, everything is just so melodramatic. Like, That's mm-hmm. true. That you can stub your toe and you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like the smallest, like someone can say something kind of dumb to you and it's the biggest deal. So I, I do understand like why the kids are feeling so much feelings. <laughs> <laughs> We sound like we are a thousand years old. (laughs) I'm not even 30. (laughs) (laughs) In my expert opinion, the children these days. Having been born in 1992, I really feel like I'm qualified. (laughs) Yes, 1991 up in here. I got this. I'm an expert. (laughs) I'll sit down with my uh, 1995 birthday. What? Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) I can't help it that I'm so young. (laughs) Oh my God. Ugh, the youths. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Any other Grammys thoughts before we move on? I'm good. Yeah. They need to shorten that shit. It was literally four hours when Ugh. when they they marketed as three, and I'm like, okay, that's you barely doable. And then that shit was still going. Also, they used to put the best new artists in the beginning, which I thought was nice yeah. because it's like, okay, we can get one thing that I care about in the end versus now, which is this clear shameless attempt to make you fucking watch the whole thing. It's like the Oscars, they usually do like best supporting actor or yeah. something kind of right at the beginning. Yes. And it's like, you got to hook me in. Exactly. Like, even if Lizzo is amazing, like you got to give an award like yeah. that people care about. Also, all award shows, they need to stop doing like the presenter to the presenter to the performance. Like, please <laughs> just put them on. Also, it, We're we, here for the performances and the awards. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. Like, we don't I really care about like this one person saying like, and now a few words from this other person. Yeah, like Greta Gerwig is amazing, but does she need to come up to announce the next person to do the next? <laughs> like, uh. 
<laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, moral of the story, Grammys, you're too long and too <laughs> Do better. Yes. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash betches we definitely need to talk about jade roper tolbert bachelor alum married to tanner um because this story is just the gift that keeps on giving yes um so a few weeks ago on I believe the inaugural episode of At Betches, we talked about Jade winning her million dollar fantasy football prize um, and some allegations that she may have cheated. And we have an update. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) She cheated. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, DraftKings uh, put out a statement that was basically like, "Um, we updated the standings of some contests that's all we're going to say. And uh, of course, like the sleuths on the internet who like know how these things work, figured out that they like removed her name from the standings. So yeah. it's also just like, okay, you're a husband and wife team. Obviously there's going to be some help in each other in this situation, but like be better, have a little bit of plausible deniability. Don't do like these lineups that exactly are slightly different enough. What was it like 150 unique lineups for each of them? Yeah. Yes. So it was 300 total lineups, all of which were, None of them overlapped completely. The thing with that is like, I'm not even, I can't even feel that bad because first of all, there would already be more scrutiny on them because they're like famous adjacent. Mm -hmm. And also she tweeted about it. Like no one would have really, I think it would have caught people a little bit to catch on. Like you'd have to, it would have to get sent to like the bachelor subreddit before we had learned about that she won. Except she got all high and mighty and decided to tweet about it. And then everyone was like, wait, this seems sketchy. I feel like she played herself. Oh, she absolutely played herself from the beginning by making her username on DraftKings at Jade Eliz Roper. Because oh, my God. That's, that's, the, that's the whole reason people found out in the first place, because they were like, "Um, is this you? And she was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then she tweeted and was like, ha ha, good thing I didn't listen to my husband, LOL. And then everyone's like, hmm, did you, though? <laughs> I was like, girl, you did. Oops. Um, I thought it was funny, though, because I kind of thought they were going to let them get away with it. Because even after um, the initial like winning was announced, DraftKings like tweeted at her and they were like, will you accept this rose? Whoops. And so it's like now they look like 
like boo boo the fool because they, <laughs> because they like because they were like playing into it and like getting that clout of like m- like being with her on social media and now it's like oh yeah. you should have yeah. not well said they anything. didn't really vet it before they sent out that tweet for sure I also Oops. just like wouldn't be surprised if people who've won before have done the exact same thing it's just the fact Duh. that like yeah yeah they they are famous already because it's like if you just won it no one's gonna know enough about you to go digging into your family history right <laughs> right because it's like if it was like um gilana J and sarah l one like nobody would be like oh i bet kilana had somebody she collaborated with uh, i feel like i would have to do a different name probably my starbucks name rose kilana j is a little too unique your still. starbucks <laughs> name is rose yeah oh my god you don't even say like jillian or anything because because that's like too close to my name and it's wrong so i wanted to okay. choose something that was like this is definitely not it i've chosen it it's like i would be like standing there for 10 minutes and then being like oh right i'm someone else <laughs> the first time i was with you at starbucks i was like very taken aback i was like who the fuck is rose yeah. i've done this since like seventh grade oh so my gosh like, nope what wow she's sneaky wow yeah out here with a whole new identity <laughs> she's, she's how, how would i do on the circle honestly you do pretty well Gilana's catfishing starbucks <laughs> <laughs> but i do want to talk about the circle you guys it's literally i tell everyone this i'm like it's the only thing i care about that's not an exaggeration sadly <laughs> i started watching the real housewives of potomac so maybe Ugh. a little bit of that but it's amazing. I, the, the format's not going to make sense. It sounds terrible, but it's basically catfish mixed with Big Brother. So they take all these people, they put them in these separate one-bedroom apartments, which, first of all, I'm sold on that alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would absolutely spend 15 days in this apartment. Yeah, like, they're beautiful. Yeah, and so they can only talk to each other via this like voice-activated platform, which is really just an intern like typing their shit. They're basically... <laughs> They're just like IMing to each other and they can set up a profile. They choose a few pictures, like three, I think. They can pick anyone's pictures that they want in the world. So it's really fun because some of them are themselves. Some of them are catfishing. And it's like they, they do all these like dumb challenges like trivia and stuff to try to figure out yeah. who's who. I So I the show's been out for like a couple weeks. They released the episodes in like chunks. I had completely avoided it like i saw people posting about it on social media i heard sarah talking about it every single day yes this is true <laughs> and i was like eh, whatever like i don't really have like the mental bandwidth for a new show right now and then when i found out we were talking about this today i was like okay i'll go home like i'll watch an episode maybe okay two, like whatever Dylan was like uh fine <laughs> i was like i was like yeah fine like i don't want to know nothing um so i went home and i watched five episodes yes <laughs> I woke up early this morning to watch the first episode. Yes. I it's I'm hooked. I have to watch That's more. The thing, the thing is, it sounds so boring, and it is. But like for some reason, it's just so captivating. Yeah. I think just because they did a great job with casting. Yeah. When I watched the preview on Netflix, I was like, okay, like maybe I'll watch this at some point. And now that I have had a reason to, I'm just like, I can't stop. It's great. You'll fall in love with like almost all the people. They're so great. It's funny though to watch. Um, like the catfishing in action because like when you watch catfish it's like you mostly watch like the aftermath kind of that it's like they tell you about like oh yeah it's been six months that I've been talking blah 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 like uh, outlining wh- why they're a dumbass but then like <laughs> you mostly just see like the confrontation and like you know how they deal with it but on this show it's funny because you get to watch you get to watch 
them thinking through the process of catfishing someone and some of them are definitely better at it than others yes some of them are really bad it's so interesting to watch like them message by message thinking about like okay they asked me this question so i have to respond in a way that sounds real but also like doesn't sound like me and it's like it's so interesting to get into that mindset of like having to convince somebody else yeah i think the main thing watching the circle that everybody does but no one wants to admit it you're all thinking through your strategy of what you would do if you were on this show right oh absolutely what would you guys do would you catfish or not um uh do you know? I don't know. I I feel like I wouldn't. I I would be too anxious. I'm I'm like the kind of person I'd would be too stressed be about being caught up in the lie that I would have to. I'd have to go straight with it. I think that would work out well for you because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you'd go in there and you wouldn't be like. The thing that gets me is you'd the be people, like Shuby, like <laughs> oh, too <God>. innocent. <laughs> we love Shuby. The people on the circle who feel like they need to flirt with everyone at all times. It's like. Give it a rest. Like, yeah. that's not how people talk in real life. Like, and it's funny because they know that they're not actually going to be like hanging out together. Like, they're just stuck in these apartments. And so, like, <laughs> when that girl, um, fuck, what's her name? Um, uh, Miranda. Miranda. When she goes on and she's like, I'm definitely um, down to find a love connection on the circle. And it's like, what show do you yeah, think like, on? And they all acted like that. I'm like, guys, this is not a dating show. It's a popularity contest where you win $100,000. I mean, like, I sort of understand it, though, because it's literally, this is what talking on dating apps is. Literally. In a sense. And I know. I feel like I could, I could be decent at this. Except, no, because I need a whole army of people to compose yep, one message. That's so true. <laughs> that is, I, I need, am, like, a phone a friend is, option in the circle. I, not only because they're on television, but this is why they talk out loud to themselves. You oh, have yeah, to do right. it. You can't, I love, like... One of them, Chris, he has this entire, like, notebook yes. that he's handwriting the everything. <laughs> and then he's like, circle, say, blank, hashtag, Monique. Do you guys know what that means? No. <laughs> no, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> oh, he goes, hashtag, Monique. She'll know what it means i'm like <laughs> i feel like he's gonna publish a memoir after this whole experience oh is my over god and i like would read my shit out of that on the circle well then he said that one of the things like the messages were anonymous and he goes damn gina anonymously <laughs> <laughs> and the other girls are like well i know that's him because he always says like weird names yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think i would probably catfish um because Ooh. like i'm the f- so i'm the friend in my group who like i'm the one that helps everyone with their messages yes okay so, good like, to know i know really for the and future so, like, literally, i have these two friends that i'm in a group text with and like w- it is like relentless how much they want to workshop the texts they will send these oh, guys God. whereas i'm like Send the fucking text. Nobody cares. Yeah. Okay. You'd be good at that then. <laughs> Who would you catfish yourself as? Ooh, good question. Um, I think I would probably pull like a like a Adam, where it's like just kind of like a hotter version of myself. Yeah. I feel like these people go too crazy with the catfishing. Like they don't just choose like a nice, normal, attractive person. They choose like an Instagram model. What's crazy? I think is the guy who's catfishing as his real life girlfriend and he's so bad at it so bad I really wonder I I hope that they do like an end of season interview with the girlfriend being like so how did he portray you (laughs) I know that feel about your image now do people like yeah it's crazy to think about like because he's going on there and again they have not met any of these people in real life it's solely through these like DMs basically yeah and like he's like 
I my heart is really opening up and I just can't explain how wonderful and exciting and thrilling that dinner was. And it's like you were sitting in a room alone. <laughs> it's funny to watch them compose messages because it's so stilted. They're not just like, hey, circle, say what's up. They're like, circle, say what's up, question mark, emoji face. And I, they'll wa- it's this is how I know there's an intern composing this. Yeah. It's because they'll act out an emoji yeah. and then the circle will put that very emoji. Wait, I was that's like that's like when you're walking in the cold and you're too like you can't text because your hands are in your pockets and you're trying to like get Siri to understand what you're saying and it's never correct. It has to be a person. It has to. I was actually reading about like how the production for the circle works and apparently at any given time in the like control center there are like twenty to thirty people working. No fucking way. I wow. want that job because they literally have to to like dictate every single message. Holy shit. And, like, <laughs> Yeah, and you know, they probably, like, it's so funny because they will, like, texting doesn't work like that. Like, you want it, like, voice to text to work like that, but you can't just be like, LOL, girl, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And it, like, (laughs) with, like, five eyes. (laughs) <laughs> and the, then, like, the emphasis also never translate like you hear them talk to the circle and they're saying literally that and it comes out as lol girl <laughs> lol girl i was sweating <laughs> um <laughs> oh god i love that show and because i also just i love the catfish element like i've been watching catfish seriously since college it's it's just the best show like you think that you would eventually be like too knowledgeable as a culture as a society right. for anyone to get catfished but now these people are just getting catfished in increasingly more elaborate ways <laughs> okay yeah. as someone who grew up without cable um wait same can you i did can, for a while too we've talked about this okay. before but yeah um ba- what is like the basic outline and premise of catfish so catfish is like so a catfish now has become a term for someone who's like pretending to be somebody else online Mm -hmm. so it's basically like these people who meet and they've been talking for like a million years and one is always some like random ass regular person and one is always some model you can guess which one is the catfish (laughs) and so they write in to catfish on mtv and they're like hey i've been talking to this person for like six months 12 years it can literally be wow literally it goes on for so long and it's like but they can never video video chat and like every time we've tried to meet up they've made an excuse and then she had cancer and died and then came back to life these things literally happen to these people it's sorry it's insane it's completely insane so then they send neve and now his new co-host cammy to like suss out these people and investigate them and get them to meet up with the people they've been catfishing and they do like a little therapy session type thing like it is amazing wow the funniest part of catfish to me is that the first so like the first day when they meet in person and it's some like like old dude that (laughs) yeah they're always like they always act so like incredulous the first day and they're like yeah i don't know i i don't know i i did it because it was fun like i don't know yep and then they like come back the next day and they're like you know like i really think we could be friends (laughs) yeah or the next they're always like (laughs) either that or they'll be really mean and they'll be like fuck you like whatever i don't give a fuck and then the next day they'll be like in tears about how they were bullied about their weight or like whatever the heck 
<laughs> like they oh it's crazy because the first day they they always just meet in the weirdest spots they're too. in like it's a like, parking lot it's always a parking lot or just like a random park and i'm like could you guys not film in a coffee shop like normal people and they're like standing up which i feel like always makes it awkward and then so it, it always ends in like a fiasco and then when they come back together they always go to the person's house and they're like sitting on the couch having a nice heart to heart and everybody gets the real is wild. I feel like the only situation in which people would be comfortable meeting somebody that scammed them in their own home is surrounded by, by cameras. Cam- yes. cameras. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's always like, it's always like, okay, so like he's a model, obviously, and he's all. The reason we haven't met is because he's always in like Milan and Paris and stuff, and they're like, okay, we're gonna call him and say like we'll go to wherever he is, and they're like, okay, where are you? And it's like Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, and always the phones are registered to like Decatur, Georgia, and you're like, okay, this model does not live there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Sarah, what would you do on the circle? I don't think you said. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I don't want to tell people my plan, but fine. This is my plan. <laughs> so it depends. If I knew that I was coming in the house from the beginning, okay. I think I would be myself because I don't think I could keep up a lie that long. Right, right, But right. if I came in at the end, you guys are going to see, they're going to throw people at at the end in like the 11th hour. And that's impossible because you have to win this popularity contest with these people who've been like talking for weeks without you. Making alliances. Literally. I would be my dad because everybody loves my dad. He's fucking hilarious. And I feel like you just, you love older people. You love dads and parents and everybody loves them. So I I think that that would be my goal to like try to stay on. Also, I feel like that's a very unique move. Like is anybody trying to be So in the UK version of the circle, they had someone who did catfish as an old person and they made it really far until there was like a trivia game about Little Mix which is like <laughs> and then and then the old person knew, knew all everything. the answers mm-hmm. oh my god honestly really I shot would, himself in the foot they I were know. trying to connect with the youths I know <laughs> I love I, I want to know how much Little Mix's label paid for that <laughs> that'd be like if there was a fifth harmony quiz on, so the, true. on the US one um, that is so funny um yeah, I think you would do well at the circle. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! I know. I, I'm not gonna lie. I did Google like, is Netflix casting people for the circle? <laughs> um, I can use my PTO for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a fun vacation to the UK. That's where they film it. Yeah, so, really? I'm yeah. down. They they use the same apartment building that the UK version did. But I it's guess, weird because like, they use all this Chicago B roll. I was yes. just <laughs> going to say. I was trying to figure out from the original footage. I was like, where is that? I think Wait, it's Chicago. I actually, when I was reading about the production. Not only do they use B-roll of like random American cities, <laughs> but they also use B-roll of England and flip it so it looks like the cars are driving on the right side. Stop. Oh my god, this low budget ass show. <laughs> I know, it's like so low budget but so entertaining. Um okay, so Sarah, you have an interview. Yes, with Neve and Cammy from Catfish. They're amazing. So, take a listen. Yeah, stay tuned for the interview. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it 
fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Welcome back to Ad Betches. I'm Sarah Levine, editor-in-chief of Betches. I'm here with... Neve Shulman and Cami Crawford, the hosts of MTV's Catfish hey. season. Hey guys, sorry, I got so excited to intro you. Um, season eight is out right now on Wednesdays at eight PM on MTV. So everybody, go watch. This is literally my favorite show for ten years. Yes, <laughs> wow, so excited to have you guys. Um, <laughs> Neve, for the listeners who have been like under a rock for a long time, can mm-hmm. you just explain the origin of the word catfish? Sure. Um, Oh, I don't know exactly how people came up with the original name or word catfish. Obviously, I, has to, I would imagine it's because fish have whiskers. So that's, that's probably. <laughs> but, but if we fast forward a few, you know, hundred yes, years. Yes, I did not mean the um, actual name for the fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, would, I just never really thought about it. Um, so we made a documentary about my relationship with a, group, a family on the Internet. And... While we were there discovering that the person I'd been talking to was very different than they had presented themselves to mm-hmm. be, we heard a story about a um, fisher fisherman who used to travel great distances catching fish and keeping them alive in the bottom of these ships. But over time, because the fish were no longer in their natural environment, they would become sort of lazy. Uh, and as a result of not being active, their muscle would break down and they become less tasty. So someone had the bright idea of putting some catfish into the vats of the ship mm. to chase the f- other fish around the cod and keep them agile and moving. And, and in life, there are people who are catfish. So it was really a metaphor for, for, for rule breakers or people who think outside the box. And as a result, kind of make waves if you will and mm-hmm. keep us all kind of guessing and make life interesting interesting for better or for worse like well, yes right. well, that was, so originally it was meant to sort of be up for interpretation okay and i still think that it is I, you know i still say it all the time that even at the end of the episode when someone seems heartbroken and they feel as though the whole thing was for nothing i say well it wasn't because even at the very least you ended up on this show this could change your life you don't know like the, the 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 butterfly effect of getting catfished can still have bring a lot of good right but it's obviously now most quickly become associated with people who lie on the internet <laughs> definitely and cammy you're the new co-host yes so excited what is your personal connection to catfishing for now, for now we'll see oh wow yeah, yeah right. gotta keep no toes. <laughs> he thinks he's gonna get rid of me in every episode he finds out more and more why i'm so valuable and why he loves me so much um the fans like her every you love me oh my god we actually did a polygraph test and i got to lie detector test him to see uh-huh. and i asked yeah are you happy that yeah. I'm your new co-host? And you said yes, and it was the truth. But I, but how? But didn't I consistently beat the lie detector test that day? But you were right about that one. Uh-huh. It, you were telling anyway. The truth. It's anyway, right when you want to believe it. Anyway, answer the question. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like the best job 
I get to work with this guy. We're for best better friends or worse now. Again. For better or for worse. <laughs> but I have always been a longtime fan of Catfish since the documentary. I can name a million episodes. I've seen so many. <laughs> she actually straight up remembers episodes of the show better than I do. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I do. What's your favorite episode? I don't even remember stuff. And she's like, that you don't remember Kelly that? Price, of course, is my That's favorite. what I just said. We That's had this conversation. It's yeah. iconic. Or the one, one where the guy was catfishing other men to like expose them for cheating. And he's oh like, my God, you yeah. got me there. Yeah. <laughs> you can still be my chocolate kiss. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Those don't are forget the two that, best baby. lines. Yeah, That's what he said. He was so good. Slow yeah. clap. Uh-huh. He was crazy. Yes. But I love that one, too. But Fat Ass Kelly Price has to be my favorite. So good. Yeah. So... I feel like when Catfish first came out, this was kind of a new concept. Now we new-ish. Now, right. like, everyone kind of knows about it. Catfish is in the dictionary as this, like, definition. But people are still getting catfished. How do you think this is possible? <laughs> Number one question. I know. Well, when cat the, when the show first started airing in 2012, it was still a relatively new concept. You know, I mean, obviously, being lied to is not a new concept. Right. But we were all still familiarizing ourselves with social media and online dating was really becoming the sort of way that we now date. Um, and so there was still a lot of uncertainty and, and growing pains, I think. Uh, and now, obviously, it's just a way of life. We all yeah. meet people and use social media all the time. But if you think about it, the, the number of people interacting with each other now digitally is growing still every day. And when you put that many people who all have either some slight sort of fudge on their profile or a slightly larger lie or they're completely like that there's so many variables for the way that we can interact with each other now that i I think it makes sense that there's only going to be more room and potential for deception yeah and i always say like Life is a catfish. Social media, just in general, Instagram is a catfish. You show people what you want them to see, not necessarily all the bad parts of yourself. So, I mean, you can be catfished by somebody that you know in real life. There have been people that I have known in real life who have told me things about their life, and then I find out that none of it was ever true. You never really know people. That's why it's scary. Almost working on this job is, like, terrifying because it makes you question people just every day yeah just even the people you know mm-hmm. and their highlight reel um <laughs> it's just like well i feel like we instagram is it is um so this season has a new twist can you tell us a little bit about Actually, it since you mentioned instagram wait did you maybe what? somehow in my head i just i've been meaning to i just i've been thinking something yes, that i want to just God. get out here we go and i Let just felt extremely that was an opportunity <laughs> like even even Instagram bios. Well, you, we were joking about it because I know you guys like The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Some of these people's professions, like those aren't even oh, real yeah. professions. Oh, yeah. What does like that mean? Social media Legal participants. Recently, <laughs> the thing that I've noticed that bothers me the most is is when, and it's obviously usually models, but they'll write "Made in Brazil" as their bio. Who is doing that? Well, I see Brazilian that a models. lot, actually. <laughs> At and least it's one. Like, what does that even mean? Does it mean you're born in Brazil? I, mean, I know what it yeah. means, yes, but, but like, that's not like. I don't know, something about that just it's <laughs> frustrates me. I, I like when people are like NYC pin, LA pin, Denver. Yeah. And it's like, like okay, no, you, don't. you grew up in right. Denver. You went to college. Yes. In LA. Like, calm down. Yeah. Right. You're not like bi-coastal. No. <laughs> Chill out. Right. Yeah. There's so many ways people lie on Instagram. Like you live in Milwaukee. You've I've been also, to New York. Right? It's like, okay, <laughs> you spent a week there. Yeah. Chill out. Um, exactly. I also think Thank those you. presets are crazy. I watched this girl. She literally did a side-by-side of a photo where she was kind of in front of like 
just a dirt patch with like water behind it and uh-huh. she edited it Whoa. to make it look like she was at the beach it was nuts to me excuse me well, that's like, like this wizardry but it wasn't even right. photoshop it was literally just all these presets that she did with the lighting and the contrast this is everything is a catfish yes i catfish <laughs> i don't have a problem with it if i want to use facetune i want to use facetune if i want to you know do my makeup and drag that's what i want to do Who's going to stop me? You? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he might. <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> anyway, so let's sorry. I, I, I Oh, good. No, that was a great uh, diversion. So Brazilian models, chill out. Yeah, so don't uh, DM Neve to say you're made in Brazil. Just don't do it. <laughs> I don't, they're not DMs. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not getting DMs from Brazilian models. You're I, just lurking I and just, you're seeing it. I just noticed it a few times, yeah. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. But back to the twist of this new season. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cammy being the fixture co-host now is is bringing a whole new energy to the show. But this season, you know, over the years, we've had a number of uh, episodes where people wrote in on behalf of their friend or sister or cousin or whatever. Yep. Um, but that seems to be happening more and more, so much so that we had enough stories. I mean, we're still finding them, but there's enough stories of people writing in on behalf of someone else that we thought we could make that sort of the theme of the season. And that actually t- tends to be a lot of the the messages I get separate that don't even air mm-hmm. are people who are like, what do I do? My mom's been talking to this guy. He's mm-hmm. so obviously a catfish, but she's investing all this time and she sent him all this money and she won't give up. She oh won't boy. listen to me or yeah. my friend won't listen to me. Like I've been hearing this a lot um, because, yeah, you're right. It, it's easy not to get catfish now with, in terms of the technology available and the sort of n- the, yeah. just the, the no ability. The stuff we know right. from even watching. And yet, people still choose to, to sort of ignore the red flags and, and dig into these relationships so much so that only someone close to them mm-hmm. can, you know, intervene yeah. or, or has to intervene. And yeah. see the truth. I see that. Was there any particular decision that led you guys to go in that direction versus people mm-hmm. submitting their own stories? I mean, people still submit their own stories. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think, they do. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just, it was just it became so obvious to us that this was a theme that was happening in the real world. Yeah. And so in an effort to give the season a a new energy and sort of really kind of a tagline, if you will, I think, and it's not really our choice because we we don't have anything to do with the casting Mm -hmm. of it. Um, They just sort of thought like, oh, this is a great theme for a season. Yeah. Friends sort of writing in on, on behalf of someone they care about. Yeah, agreed. But even sometimes if you do write on behalf of yourself, like sometimes people write in and they're like, I just really want to meet this person. I think they are who they say they are. My friends say they're not. Then we meet up with the friends and the friends are like, we can't get it through to them. Mm -hmm. This person is fake. But then in addition to friends and family writing in this season, we have like an anonymous tip. Oh, that's true. We have a couple. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? It's, it's next next week's episode. Which one was it? This one was Jesus. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah nuts. Wait, but who, who did we find out who wrote in? Yeah, we met up with her. Oh, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't? Why was so she? So good thing he has you. She was anonymous because they used to be friends, and she like didn't want to remember. Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> he never remembers anything. Cammy's the memory this of the show. Crazy. She is. Yeah. I am. He says I'm an encyclopedia of useless information because <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it becomes useful. This, That's true. This you know, is helpful it's, now. She's See? just an encyclopedia of information that is useless until you need it. You need it. Yeah, but and isn't all information that way? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it I is. guess that's true. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Impractical pra- 
practically impractical, yeah, yes. something like that. that works. Yes. So on that kind of note, this is something that I've literally been wondering since I watched the show because you have these people who are catfishing other people. They won't even meet up when the stakes are very low when it's like you and me, let's go to a cafe. Right. What motivates them to actually reveal themselves on camera for national television when they know they're about to get caught in a lie? I think a part of it is safety. Like you feel like you're in a more safe environment when we're around and there's camera people around and like, you know, you feel like nothing bad is going to happen to you. You're going to have to face the music and it's going to be tough. But at the same time, like you have people around you. There's obviously cameras watching. So everything is recorded Mm -hmm. versus like meeting up with someone at a Red Lobster (laughs) and they have no idea. And then, you know, there's cameras at Red Lobster. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) are they working? We don't know. That makes sense. You guys do sometimes kind of act as, or you do often act as like these mediators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I also think there's a there's a a shared desire amongst everyone throughout humanity to be heard, to tell mm-hmm. your story. You know, most people who have been creating a fake profile or or lying for years are hiding something that they're afraid to talk about but that they want to express. Mm-hmm. And they either try to express it through this fake profile or they don't feel like there's anyone they can talk to as themselves. So they, do, you know, whatever it is. So the show serves as a, you know, a, an ear for them to finally have someone sit down and say, what's going on? Why did you do this? How are you really feeling? And that's something that people need. Yeah, Definitely. there's two sides to every story. And then there's the truth, obviously. But, like, even recently we've had it where the person who's being catfished, so the hopeful, you know, obviously you meet up with the catfish, you you have questions, and you are angry, and, like, you want to pop off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the person catfishing has a story, too, that needs to be told, and, like, we have to create a safe space for them to be able to be heard. And, like, people have backgrounds and stories that you may not know about because they obviously didn't tell you the truth. Yeah. But there are success stories sometimes. Is th- are there any that stand out to you that are still like ho- positive relationships that happened or? Well, we have one catfish baby. <gasps> Kittenfish. There was. Oh yeah. my God. There's one couple. I don't know if you remember and I, I won't remember their names right now, but a uh, white girl was talking to a white guy mm-hmm. and it turned out he was actually a black guy and he didn't you know he likes white women and felt like he'd have a better chance of meeting and and starting a relationship if he were pretending to be white and some self-hate issues well yeah that also (laughs) but when we met him most of what he had told her was true obviously except for the pictures he was using and it she was cool with it they got together and then not long after they had a baby that is so cute yeah and as far as i know they're still together so Yay. It was not only was it a happy ending, it was it was a cat it was a legit catfish. Yeah, it was. Also happy ending. Because yeah. there's yeah. sometimes when it's like against all odds, the person right. is who they say they are right. and they really did have a broken webcam for six years or whatever. Right. Or they're really who they said they are, but they were doing this to get back at them for something. Yeah. yeah. Well, even last night's episode was a happy ending and that one was um oh, yeah. the DNA test one. It was a sister. I just yeah. watched that. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was crazy. a happy ending. That That's was true. that was an emotional ending for me. Yeah. But not romance. Not romance, yeah. no. No, but that, I mean, that's still a good still twist. Good. It's not so, always yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I yeah. thought that was cool. What, okay, what's the most, like, ridiculous excuse you've gotten from a catfish for either, like, not meeting up or just, like, I don't know, ghosting you guys? They died. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so Did true. You that, yes. you were, that was me. That? Yes. Oh, yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was last season, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a we had a story where the girl said someone had texted on behalf of her. So the catfish had someone text the, the the person they've been talking to and say, "I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you, you know your friend is has died." Oh my god! And then, like a f- days later, mm-hmm. he came back to life. They were undead and said, "I didn't actually die." Or, I, I don't remember what. The, yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Something about it's like cocaine. I was in a coma. So that's a, that's oh yeah. Boy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Some, the keys. Right. There was exactly. There was a there was a drug score involved or something. Oh man! Very dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so what? Can you tell us about the aftermath when that happened, or has it not aired yet? Oh yeah, no, no that, that one, aired that a, would, a yeah. while ago. That was last season. Well, who? I don't remember. Well, of course I do. I'm like, how do you buy that? Because I feel like that comes up a lot. They pretend to die. Yeah. And people are like, okay, sure, this checks well, out. And then the friend can, comes in to console. Oh, and that's yeah, and generally that's always the who person. it's actually, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she ended up being the one who was catfishing right. as this guy right. that, you know, was like this gorgeous Navajo Oh, oh, right. Marlene. <laughs> right, right. That was the Native oh, American episode. Yes. That was so, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Damn, I have to watch that one. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Okay, this is something I've personally noticed, but I feel like so many episodes take place in or around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What is the deal? <laughs> I used to live there, and so I'm like, what is the deal with this place? Why is it like the catfish capital? Catlanta. Catlanta. Oh, my God, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I've tried to understand what why. Um, I think there's something something to do with a combination of Population density, mm-hmm. but also a sort of rural vibe. I mean, obviously, Atlanta is a city, but a lot of people live outside Atlanta, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. pretty rural in, in some of those places. So, yep. so access to uh, different types of people and culture, you know, isn't necessarily easy. Um, but also, I think, because Atlanta is the South, and there still is, unfortunately, a stigma against expressing yourself certainly in 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 terms of sexuality mm-hmm. i think that ends up leading a lot of people to exploring their identity through fake profiles yeah and that perhaps has a lot to do with also texas is a big state for us mm-hmm. michigan florida well right. florida but but the south does tend to have people looking to sort of figure out who they are and how they want to relate to people in ways that are you know, less honest or more catfishy because I guess people don't feel comfortable in their communities doing or being themselves. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like growing up on the East Coast and now living in L.A., it's like, because I lived in New York for a long time. When you think about America, if you're from one of those coasts, it's kind of like you just think of the two coasts and you forget about all the middle area. Mm -hmm. So we're driving for hours at a time during some episodes and there's a lot of bare land. There's a lot of really small towns yeah. And if all you have is your internet connection and you've dated, like, you know, your high school boyfriend lives next door and, like, <laughs> you can't escape and it's impossible to find people, like, new people and fresh energy. Right. Well, and plus, if you live in a small town and you're looking, and you and I'm sure you are on Instagram, at the types of people that are considered beautiful and sexy and you don't look like that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's... I'm sure easy to find yourself thinking, well, if I want to get that kind of attention, I need to pretend to look like that. And, yeah. you know, I can I can see how that that type of catfishing happens. That makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like 
a lot of episodes, this always gets thrown out as a theory. It's like, maybe we're dealing with a family of catfish. Have you guys ever dealt with a family of catfish? Family? Well, I did. Well, actually, technically not, because it was sort That's of just true. one. That's true. You kind but, of Well, but we had, we've had groups. I know we had like three friends that were catfishing once. That was an episode that Max actually did with someone else. Um, but that was one. I was like, I'm trying to think That's if there was That's what else. I'm always watching out for is like... For me, the holy grail of a catfish episode. Like a whole right. family that's catfishing? Well, that's yeah, all in on it. Yeah, it's like when you plug in the numbers, it's like, oh, this is registered to like X Levine, but there's also Y Levine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. maybe we're having a family of catfish. Yeah. It's, like, there, it's never usually a family. Isn't well, your last name Levine? Yeah, that's why I used it. Uh, <laughs> <Levine> <laughs> I was like, let me just pick a safe Hold on last a second. Name. Are you trying to tell us Are you something? Oh, shoot. I exposed myself. <laughs> <Fuck>. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there was one where the husband and wife, the wife who was having like health issues with yes. Charlemagne on it. That's right. That's right. That episode. That's the one where, right, the husband came down and invited me into the house. Yeah. And I went up and it was the, his wife had been doing it. I don't know that he was doing it with her, but he was like aware of it. I think he had talked to her on the phone. Oh, yeah. He had been the voice. So, yeah, we had, a, we had an episode where a husband and wife were in on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Love it. Yeah. So I guess just kind of wanting to pivot to just general like internet scams. Sure. Do you, is that something that interests you guys? Just yeah. Like, yes. What is your favorite <laughs> scam that you either tried to get scammed for or you're looking out for? The newest one is military okay. members. For some reason, mostly like middle-aged women are being targeted in this kind of scam where these guys are contacting them on Plenty of Fish seems to be like the app. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, hey, I'm in the military. I'm stationed in Timbuktu. I need money and I need a car and I need this and I need that. Like, can you send it? And they're sending it because no. they think that they're in real relationships, but they're, it's not. It's all oh, fake. It's a scam. Hey, don't That's send money on the internet. That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Neve is not running at all. <laughs> no. I mean, they're all terrible. I mean, yeah. You, you don't hear a lot about a lot of them because they're actual criminals and then mm-hmm. – um, that's true I wish we could do more I mean people I can't tell you how many emails and messages I get every t- all the time that are from people saying something terrible has been happening via yeah. a, an internet scam relationship thing and I called the police and I tried to get in touch with the FBI and no one can help us and we don't know what to do maybe you can help and I you know if I if, the, if police can't help you yeah there's and not catfish, much I can do but catfish I can, can't I, help yeah, you yeah. <laughs> that is disappointing but, but let's talk about fair. Brad yes and Brad Jen. and can Jen. we please? Which That's could why be we're another here, scam that right? they might be getting That's back why together. We're here. That's I, why we're here. So first, I was on board for this completely. After the SAG Awards, after I saw like that whole interaction, I was like, "Yes, like this is what we need." And then I started thinking <laughs> the You're other like, day. I was like, "Why did they break up?" And then I started mm-hmm. rehashing the memories <laughs> that he basically like stepped out on that relationship, right. and was dealing with Angelina Jolie filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But more importantly, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it didn't go unnoticed, Brad admitted to having a Tinder profile. I didn't yeah, know that. Speech. Yeah, he did. Well, he said when he got the award, he was like, uh, now I got to put this on my Tinder profile. I think that was so, a, a shout out to Jen to be like, I'm single. Well, that's what, Ooh. right. And then yes. more importantly now, it suggests that if Brad's on Tinder, can, can we get him on Catfish? Because like... <laughs> You know, yes. yes, there's somebody out there who thinks they're talking to Brad Pitt now, right? Yeah. And then there's someone who might actually be talking to Brad Pitt, but how can you know? know? How can you possibly know? I know some girls. I got kicked off Tinder Mayer. when I was single because people just kept just assumed I wasn't me. That's crazy. <gasps> yeah. Oh. But now well, they have verification. I think. 
Oh, really? I feel like some some other celebrity just got kicked off Bumble too. Mm. But but don't they have the dating app for famous people? They do. Raya. So yeah, he should be on it. Yeah, but that's not even. It's like watered down now. I think it's like Mm. oh, I've never been on any apps. Thank God, I'm too scared. That is impressive. So if you see a cami profile, that's right. on there is Tinder. one on Tinder. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah, okay, well that's picture. a catfish. And we if found you it. see me on a dating profile, uh, it's also not me. Yes, yes since we know that we're right. married. married. Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't, <laughs> hey, you know, just in case, there are plenty of people who are, I'm sure are married and on dating apps. It's true. Well, thank you guys on that note. Thank you guys so much for coming in. It was a pleasure. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thank you. And um, be sure to tune into Catfish Season 8, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. on MTV. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for listening to At Betches. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Give us five stars. Thank you. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Mike Coscarelli. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches on Instagram. Betches.